For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith, which comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, rightly divided here with power, authority, and conviction by Bishop Eddie Addy from the Macarius Church headquarters. This anointed teaching will challenge you, strengthen you, and equip you for a truly victorious life in the Lord. Be transformed as you listen. Give attention to my words. Hallelujah. And now that you're done clapping, please say a prayer. Stretch forth your hands to him and say a prayer. First of all, thanking God for his life, for the blessing he is to us, for sending us such an anointed servant to come and lead us, to show us the way and to guide us into good things, to be a covering for us, to be a blessing, to help us to know the Lord for ourselves, to, to understand the word for ourselves, to pray. Oh, thank the Lord for this man of God, this wonderful man of God. We are so blessed of him. Father, we may not be able to say it every day, but we thank you for sending us Bishop Eddie. We thank you for choosing him specially for us. And we thank you for anointing him with the anointing that you have put upon his life, Father. Even to lead us and to, 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 to spiritually cover us in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you that you are doing greater things even with him, through him, for him, around him, in him. Thank you so much, Lord, for this great and anointed man of God, our Father, Bishop Ediadi. Oh, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Put your hands together for Jesus. Happy Father's Day, Bishop. Please take your seats. Bishop, we just want to say we thank you. I don't know where I would be if you were not in my life to, to face me. <laughs> so facings are a blessing. Face to face. <laughs> not virtually. Hallelujah. Oh, please keep clapping. If you want the Lord to fill you and make you more and more like Jesus. In James chapter 1 verse 22 James says But be doers of the word And not hearers only deceiving your own selves For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer He is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way And straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was Now that glass there really means mirror and what does it mean? That when we come before the word of God, it's like looking into a mirror. And it shows you where you are lacking. It shows you where you need to build up. I mean, when you look at your face in a mirror, it shows you what you need to change. Now today, we are about to hear the word of God. And you see, first of all, we have to decide that we will accept what the word shows us. That's a decision. And then secondly, we decide to do what the word says we should do. Otherwise, we are forgetful. So today, as you get ready to hear the word of God from an anointed teacher and father and shepherd, our own very Bishop Ediadi, stand to your feet, clap your hands. Let us pray. Father, thanks for this wonderful privilege to be here to be serving you worshiping with your people and to hear your word 
we understand by faith that the world was created by the word of God. So let this word create and recreate things in our lives. We ask therefore for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. The eyes of our understanding being enlightened that we may know the hope of your calling and what is the riches of the glory of the inheritance you have in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of your power that is at work in us according to the working of your mighty power which you wrought in Christ and raised him from the dead and set him at your own right hand. We thank you for your wonderful blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Good to see all of you on Facebook, YouTube, and Sweet Melodies and Dofopa FM radio stations. God bless all of you as you hear the word. May it lift you to another level. Another level of your walk in God. Another level of your relationship with the Father. And another level in your life. May you change levels. Do you understand changing levels? So if you're a messenger... You become what? Driver. (laughs) You see, even your level change is unfortunate. From messenger to driver. (laughs) Hey! But I know somebody who moved from driver to manager. Yes, driver to manager. I know him personally. In a reputable organization. And rose from there to become the West African... I don't know whether it's boss or coordinator or I don't know. Eh? Yes, or rep or something like that of that organization. So may God help you to change levels and go higher and higher in Jesus' name. Amen. Now we are on seven important prayer topics, part two. Part one, we saw, first of all, that we should pray to love God. To love Him with all our heart and with all our soul. All these broad um, prayer topics have sub-prayer topics. So this one had sub-prayer topics of you love God and you love your neighbor as well. You love God with your heart. You love God with your soul. You love God with your might. Because you can love God with your heart, but your soul is not in it, which is your emotions. Many people say they love God, but their emotions are turned off. Where God is concerned, their emotions are turned off. So, some people too serve God with their emotions, but their heart is not in it. Jesus actually said some people worship him with their mouths, but their hearts... Is far. So your heart can be far, but your mouth is speaking. Even we know that already, boys who rap girls. They rap them, but their heart is not in it. When your heart is in something, it's genuine, it's powerful. It's genuine and it's true. But you say that, oh, I love you, you are the only this, only those type of things. I mean, they are no, you know they are not true, but you are saying it. 
so that the girl will be charmed and will be confused. God will punish you one day. <laughs> you see, you are not ready for marriage, but you have you have gone beyond what marriage people do. You see, you have given trying to give birth. You say you are not ready. So, what are you trying to do? So, pray for that your love for God will be will will be will flow from your heart your soul, your emotions, your intellect, like even your brains, your mind, your understanding. Because some people come to God, but their brains are at work. Their intelligence is in school. But when they come to God, it's like, oh, God dear. It's like you don't really use your brains for God to serve Him with your intelligence. All that is within your soul. And then your might is your energy. There must be energy expended when you come to God or you say you love God. You must be able to sweat for Jesus. It doesn't mean that. It means more than that. It means more than that. You must be able to come and you are happy, excited, moving. Tiredness is for God. You are tired for work, but never tired that your tiredness related to God and the things of God. It's very important. So it's very interesting when you come to God that you 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 tell yourself that you are okay, but you must judge yourself. That's why the, the professor was saying that uh, sorry, the bishop was saying that you look into the perfect love or the mirror of the word. It shows you how you are. So you are saying you are okay. But the mirror of the word is telling you that you love God with your strength, but your heart is not in it. And you love God with your, um, your heart, but your emotions are switched off. So especially those who claim that they are mature in the Lord and they know God, they've been with the Lord for a long time. You are like some old couple that don't go for walks. They don't hold hands. They don't kiss. They don't chat. They don't talk. They are just there. It's like we are married. Everybody knows we are married. We have even given birth. They are finished school. They've gone. They live on their own. So we, we are here. We are there. When you go out and you come, it's as if nobody has come. When you are going out, oh, I'm off. It's like nobody has left. It's like you are just there. No emotions whatsoever. As for kissing, I think it will be maybe 20 years or 25 years since the last peck. Yes. So, please have a good understanding of that. That God is always reaching out to you for your love. Jeremiah chapter 2 and from verse 1. Jeremiah 2 from verse 1 he says moreover the word of the lord came to the prophet and he asked him to speak to the people of jerusalem and he said i remember the kindness of your youth and the love of thine espousals when thou wentest after me in the wilderness and in a land that was not sown so when you are the young the love of a young girl who has found a, a boy that she loves is like this 
she will, she went test after him in the wilderness. Do you see? I find you of some a very nice girl who lives at airport residential area, and he's following a boy who lives at um, Kotobabi. Do you see? In a compound house, there's no sitting room. <laughs> you don't let me say some things because. You may say that I'm looking down somewhere, but there are some houses there is no sitting room. Every room is a bedroom. Six, seven people lie on the floor. That is the room. Yes, and there's only one room of that type. So if their mother is there, father is there, children, everybody is in that room. That's where this boy comes from. Then she lives in airport residential area with everybody having their own room. You see. The streets are nicely paved with nice gutters, lights, everything. Then he follows a boy. You don't even understand. But there is a way in which a person can fall in love. And God says when he remembers Jerusalem, he remembers them like some small girl who has found a boy. Yes, and is following him in the wilderness. When thou wentest after me in the wilderness in a land that was not so like there's nothing there but you are going so most of us don't have that love for God so pray for it because one day that will stand against you in judgment it's true because based on your love for God it makes you do so many things there's a wilderness that he's going into you have to be able to go there but when God is going into a wilderness you don't want to go there because you like to live in an area where the roads are nice and everything. <laughs> so following God, it doesn't make you go to places that are not so nice. But when you have love for God, you have this type of love that he's talking about. The kindness of your youth. The love of thine espouses like a nicely betrothed or beloved dosed person. Yes. When she sees the name on the phone, she starts smiling before she picks to say hello. May God touch your heart and give you that type of love. Okay? The next uh, prayer topic we looked at was the prayer formula Jesus gave us in the Lord's Prayer. Most of us know the Lord's Prayer as prayer that is prayed because like Jesus pray that prayer for us to copy it and I want to disappoint you that it was not a prayer to copy of course you can copy but once in maybe 10 years or 5 years or 20 years you speak it but when it becomes a recitation for you it loses even its meaning but that's not the purpose because if that was the reason then when you look in the Bible, you will often find that wherever people were praising God or worshipping God, they will always say, Hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be but the Hallowed be thy name is I if I'm not mistaken, it's only one that I've seen in the Bible. Is there another Hallowed somewhere be thy name? I don't know of any anybody who met God and was praising or worshipping him and said our father which has in heaven hallowed be thy name hallowed be thy name it's not like that even in revelation 4 where we are in heaven and there's worship in heaven eh? the bible says the four and twenty elders they 
bowed before him and they cast their crowns and the six beasts and they cry holy holy is the lord god almighty holy holy so holy holy is not hallowed be thy name it's also mean mean that but, but it's not those words do you understand what i'm trying to say is that those of you who like praying our lost prayer thou, uh, 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 say it let me hear you our father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive them that trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom the power and the glory forever and ever amen it's like you have finished praying you are not a serious christian this you are not a serious christian at all non-serious christians recite the lord's prayer as their prayer it may be your prayer when you have started to know the lord but as you progress in your knowledge of god you can't use the lord's prayer as your prayer i mean what what, what do you mean ah it's a it's a framework he's trying to give you if you read um i think it's luke 11 where the disciples came to him and said that lord teach us to pray as john taught his disciples so teach us to pray hmm? and it came to pass verse one and it came to pass that as he was praying because he prayed a lot and they could see that sometimes you go to the place alone you'll be there for hours they can't see him sometimes he continued all night in prayer they saw all his prayer life and they said ah, we, we don't know how to pray like that but when they prayed even when james john who are supposed to be like the top three of jesus's disciples when they were in gethsemane with him and he went to pray he said he was going to pray and that they should also pray he came back after one hour they were asleep because it's like if you pray the lord's prayer it cannot last more than even five minutes you won't reach there how many minutes is our lord's prayer a few seconds and some of you too when you are praying because we want you to be very fast and continue so even maybe like 100 meters 10.9 seconds your prayer has ended so if you were to pray with jesus and just recite our lord's prayer how far can you go so when he came back and found them fast asleep because like they they are finished praying maybe blessed bless oh lord bless me or help me and in the name of jesus amen they finished they just said, ah, the rest of, what is he even doing there? What is he doing there? He's been there for this all, this long time. What is he doing there? Eh? What is he saying, cry that he's not coming back? Charlie, immediately, I they, I want bed. Then they slept. When he came back, he was shocked. And Jesus is shocked at you too. What? Could ye not watch with me one hour? He was shocked. You can't pray one hour. Because your prayer is lost prayer. And I'm teaching you as a prayer coach. I'm, I'm, I'm calling myself prayer coach. If today I'm a father to you and you say I'm a father. If I be a father, where is my honor and my obedience? So I'm guiding you as a father. Because maybe your own biological father they didn't teach you how to pray. Because most homes, they don't teach their children how to pray, what you must say when you are praying. So I am your spiritual father. So this Father's Day, when you say Happy Father's Day, you mean Happy Spiritual Father's Day. Is that not so? Or it doesn't mean that? Yes. So as spiritual father, I also give spiritual guidance. 
And I'm saying that this is what the Bible is that people they ask Jesus how to teach them how to pray. So prayer is not something you just you just rattle the lost prayer or Psalm 23. You see, human beings like formula and things that are easy and straightforward. <laughs> The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And then you make the sign of the cross and you are finished praying. You are not serious. I, I'm saying it today. Those of you listening on radio, watching on Facebook, YouTube, I'm, you are not a serious Christian at all. If your prayer is Psalm 23 and... and uh, is Psalm 23 a prayer? Some people use it as a prayer. Yeah, I shall not want. He, he maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He, he, he leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of my enemies. Hey, this is your prayer. Opana. Oh, you, you have, you have, you are lost. You are lost. Do you see? So, Give me a little uh, encouragement here. So I want you to have that mind that prayer is not just the Lord's prayer, reciting the Lord's prayer, and 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 Psalm twenty-three or even Psalm ninety-one. This type of some of you just open Psalms and reading. It's like that's your prayer. but you don't know how to pray. So I am teaching you as a prayer coach that this is how to pray according to the formula Jesus gave. We follow that. The first was, Hallowed be thy name, our Father which art in heaven. Based on our relationship, we come before the Father. Hallowed be thy name means, may your name be praised, may your name be worshipped, may your name be sanctified. Hallowed be thy name. Sanctify your name. We, we hallow your name. We worship your name. It's worship. It doesn't mean when you are coming to worship, say, Hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy name. Hallowed. You yourself, would you like it? Would you like it? Hallowed be the name. Hallowed. Then why don't we just then we just program it on the computer and leave it? Hallowed be the name. Hallowed be the name. Hallowed be the name. Hallowed. At the point, you say, shut up, <laughs> shut up. Your relationship cannot only be based on one sentence. Hallowed be thy name. Abba, please. The next was thy kingdom come, which means. What concerns you, your rulership, your authority, your rule, your kingdom. Kingdom, where you reign, where you rule, where you have laws that govern. Okay? The things of God, which is the church and the work of God. And the things that God is interested in and he orders and controls. May that come to pass. That's the the kingdom of God. So when you are praying, pray for the church. Church to grow, church to be established, church to reach out to different lands, church to be built, church to prosper. You have to think about the church of God. Don't just be on your own. So you can see from this that prayer is not about you only. It's about God, your relationship with Him, and therefore what concerns Him, it must be the first. Even if you learn this as a principle, it will help your relationship with your superiors. Most people don't know how to relate with people who are higher like grown-ups or bosses or superiors you only think of boss can i get a pay increase 
Can I get uh, fuel? Can I get this? I mean, our benefits are not enough. We are struggling here. It's not easy for us. No boss will like that. So because of that, you can't even communicate with your boss. But you have to learn how to talk to a great person. Prayer. So he said, what concerns you? We work in a company. Does it concern you how it is doing? They should just give you more money. It doesn't concern you how even your boss is. How is he? Father's Day, you won't send a text. He doesn't like us. He doesn't give us any. We won't mind him. Okay, be there. The next was thy will. The will of God. What is his will for you? What is his will for your marriage? What is his will for your children? What is his will for your business? Is there something God wills or, or desires for what you, you do in your life? Do you understand his will in our church, in our nation? What does he want the church to do? Is the church just supposed to marry you and, and do your funeral when you die? Hmm? I'm asking you a question. So there must be a will, something that God likes or wants that we must establish. Pray about that one. Then you pray about that will be done. Then he comes to what give us now this day our daily bread so by the time you come to your own needs is your daily bread daily bread doesn't mean food to eat only daily bread is anything you need for your daily living daily life it means your daily clothing it also encapsulates your daily dress and daily shoes and daily glasses and daily handbag is that also and daily uh, fascinator or hat or hair or daily husband or daily wife <laughs> are you hearing me so that's where your needs come in and then the next was give us the then forgive us our trespass i used to actually before i saw this i used to think that if i'm coming to pay my sins it will work I'm surprised Jesus put forgiveness of our sins after worship, after praises, after his praying for the work of God. After it's like you, you, even you are you are in your sins when you are standing before God. And I have also read in other parts that God does not hear sinners. So you will see that you, you if you are a theologian, you can be confused. You would think that ah, what is this that when you come to God, is that you are you do you know that because you you think in yourself logically that if somebody is dirty and he's coming, he should go and bath first uh-huh. and wash his hands. But when you have children, don't your children come to you with their dirty this thing and come to you and hug you and you boot them away or drive them away? Don't they even come and collect your bag to see what you have for them and all that. They come for your bag as though they are helping you to carry your bag. But meanwhile, they want something. So it's like as though you want to just worship God and you want to pray about his kingdom and you want to pray about his but your daily bread is inside that prayer. That's why you are also there. Beautiful. But I will say that God is also not such a formula. Even though this is a good formula, there are times when you cross from worship, praises, this, and scream, Lord, deliver me. Yes. 
because you have not you have not followed all this product by the time you are going to maybe there's an accident that is a car is missed its road is coming you are now going to say our father which has <laughs> hallowed be thy name lord i worship you i praise you thy kingdom come i'm praying for the church this is by the time you get to forgive me my sins as i forgive others their trespasses and and lead us not into but deliver us from ah deliver us from that yeah, but there is a time in which the snake is walking through your trousers. Eesh, I can feel the snake even in my. <laughs> I'm slapping my thighs. A snake is crawling. Even lizard is crawling onto your trousers. It's not a simple thing. Then a snake. But that was a mighty deliverance for that brother. God bless. Forgive us our debts as we forgive those who trespass or who, who also owe us. So, forgiveness, confession of sins, lead us not into temptation, deliver us from evil. These are all big blocks. You can spend even one hour praying on each section, each one of them. When you come to worship before, you can spend one hour just worshiping and praising and you know, with music in the background, singing along, worshipping, it can be a long thing. Okay? And then you tell the Lord to deliver you from evil, for thine is the kingdom. It's also another block of thanking him. Okay. Now today, let's look at the third prayer topic. And we can find it in Ephesians chapter 1. So I call that the first Ephesians prayers. Okay? Ephesians chapter 1 Let's read from verse 15 He says in verse 15 He says Wherefore I also After I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus And love unto all the saints Cease not to give thanks for you Making mention of you in my prayers I'm preaching from how to pray And other Messages that are associated with prayer In case you think I'm not following the book Those of you who are into homiletical order And these type of things So He says I cease not to give thanks Again here you see He's talking about the church He's praying for the church And he's talking about I'm thanking God for you So the first If you also follow this formula It's thanking God Praising God even for on behalf of others okay i cease not to give thanks making mention of you in my prayers verse 17 that the god of our lord jesus christ the father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know the hope what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us what who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ or demonstrated in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places so this another block of prayer which if you divide it you may get about six components one is thanking god number two he says pray for the spirit of wisdom spirit of wisdom spirit of wisdom 
spirit of wisdom is a very powerful thing in fact this friday we have an all night our second in the series of all nights we had one this friday and this sunday we have a uh, friday we have another one and i'll be praying for wisdom yes spirit of wisdom i'm going to lay hands on you if your head is not working well or you have a son or a wife or a husband whose head is not thinking properly needs wisdom yes that wisdom <laughs> that wisdom will come from god yes and that wisdom will change the person's life your child cannot learn in school yes with spirit of wisdom will change your intellectual capacity yes is it a good plan so that's for this friday but the spirit of wisdom is is what gives you wisdom that makes you fear god the fear of god is the beginning of wisdom wisdom is the application do you see the correct and the right application of knowledge how to use what information you have and knowledge you have and use it well in your life is wisdom or you can have a lot of knowledge but how to turn that knowledge into something that can work for you powerfully practically is what most people don't have and it's called wisdom I will say, what wisdom is this that is given unto him that such mighty works are wrought by his hands. So wisdom makes you do mighty things. The same knowledge acquired by Africans when we go to Harvard or MIT or any of these Ivy League universities, you see, we all go and get the same information but somehow when we bring it to our country we are not able to translate the knowledge into practical reality that can advance us as they have been advanced by the same knowledge same knowledge so there's something that is missing and it's called the wisdom of God and I pr- you have to pray for it every day James 1.5 James 1 5 says, If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. So, wisdom is something you can ask for. Wisdom is something you can what? Ask for. You have never prayed for wisdom, but you say you are wise. You see, just telling yourself that maybe you know some African proverbs, so you are wise. That's not. Look, there are people who know proverbs that can fill a book. But it doesn't mean that they are wise in that sense. You can speak wise things, but it doesn't mean that practically it affects you and makes you change how your environment is and your life is about. So we have to pray for the spirit of wisdom. You see, the spirit of wisdom makes you know things. When somebody is talking to you, you see, you, you are able to appreciate you know, you guys, can you start feeling this side, please? Whoever is, has wisdom must know that you are filled one, two. This is the middle. You are filled this side, you are filled this side. So fill this side. And I don't have to say it. I've said it many years ago and often. So I don't know why you are changing my arrangement in the church. You are filled here. You are now going to feel. Okay, you go and fill. I'll go to the door. Abba. 
Yeah, pray for wisdom. What? You see, the spirit of wisdom is also a spirit. And you can be told one thing, but your ability to extrapolate that instruction and apply it in other areas. Please, madam, come to the front. Please. We start from here. Thank you very much. Today, you are at ringside. Bro, come to the front. You too. Yes, you deserve to be in the front. Please don't change things, eh? Flow in wisdom. There are some people when you tell them something, if you don't say it, say it when you are in the house, say the same thing. They don't know that the instruction that you are applying in school can be applied in the house and can be applied at work. So that's why it's a spirit of wisdom, not just the instructions and something you just know to apply in a particular, like you are in a lab. You have applied that thing in the laboratory. So when you came out of the lab and met it, the same situation, instead of using what you learned in the lab, you want the person who was with you in the laboratory to tell you, ah, wait, wait, didn't you see that you did this and this and that? It's the same thing, so apply it here. Then when you go home to, they have to come and tell you the same. It means you don't have the spirit of wisdom. So some people can do well in school, but they can't do well. They can apply formula that they have been taught in school and use it to pass an exam, but they cannot apply it when they meet a situation, which was a question even in the exam room. You come and say, they have not taught us. <laughs> they, they have not taught us. <laughs> they, they have not taught us. Pray for w- spirit of wisdom. And number two, number three, it says, pray for the spirit of revelation. Or spirit of revelation. Spirit of revelation also it, it makes you see things that are not visible to the ordinary eye. Yeah. And our book on victory secrets is a book on the spirit of revelation. Yeah. Pray for the spirit of revelation. And this one says, spirit of revelation in the knowledge of him. In the knowledge of him. So that your knowledge of God hmm, is not based is not based on practical experience. But it's on revelation. I will explain. When somebody just knows things by experience, (laughs) unless he sees something, he doesn't know it. Or unless he experiences it practically, he doesn't, he feels that he has not learned it. Yeah. But you can also read. Or you can be taught and you haven't experienced it, but your knowledge is as though you have experienced. So often they say that experience is the best teacher. Have you heard that before? Experience is the best teacher. It's a kind of adage or proverb or maxim that people hold. But I don't think it's the truth in all its entirety. Because if the experience is the best teacher, then it's like when you have to teach your children, unless they experience something, then they can't learn, they can't learn from what you are teaching. 
But I would say that the spirit of revelation is probably the best teacher. But because you don't understand it, you don't pray for it. Because you can, something can be revealed to you just by God teaching you and guiding you and showing you. And you know it as though you have been there before. Like you have not divorced. To know the implications of divorce or the, the outcome of divorce, what happens, what it does to children, what it But you see, you can have a revelation about divorce. And you will say, me, divorce, no, till I die. Or you have a revelation about marriage that I have to marry. And you marry. Yes. With whatever resources you have, you step into it. But there are people who don't have a revelation. So there's like, oh, I'm waiting. Oh, next year. Oh, next year. Oh, I've not met the person. He hasn't come yet. Oh, she has not come yet. I'm just, I have to build the house first. Oh, I'm waiting. When I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really waiting to get a place. I'm looking for this. I'm looking for that. I'm looking for that. I'm looking for that. 25 years, 35 years, 38, 39, 40, 41, 42. You are almost 44. You are still on the road of because it has not yet been revealed yes revelation about church God can give you a revelation about coming to church attending church being part of the fellowship always that even when you are not well you'll be in church but to the person who does not have that revelation it becomes like explanation, explanation, and then he goes through some bad experiences and some wild experiences. Then he comes to the conclusion that, man, eh, as for me, I've decided that I will never miss church again. I know what it has done for me. Because you can now see from your experience. You see. But the man of God is saying that. Pray that God He was praying for the church That God will grant unto them The spirit of wisdom and revelation In the knowledge of him So that their knowledge of God Is not just what they have experienced And are telling others But by what God has showed them Before they see the bad experience They have learned what God has taught them It takes Praying for you It opens your eyes when you read that thing in the Bible, I heard Oedipo say one day, he said that if there's prize for marriage, I would win it. He said, not one day argument, not one day strife. If there's prize for marriage, I will win it. <laughs> hey! Then he said, you know what I saw? He was talking about revelation. He said, you know what I saw? I saw in the Bible, he said, two are better than one. And they have a better reward for their labors. So that's all I saw. And so I'm not, I don't want to be single. And so when I decided to marry, he said, look, I'm going to be better than I was when I was alone. Because it says that two are better than one. He says it means when you were, you were not a striker before you got married. Why are you a striker after you married? Because you are supposed to be a better person than before you got, uh, than before you got married. So if you are not a striker before, you will not be a striker after. And if you are not a poor man after, uh, before, you shouldn't be a poor man after. Hey! 
Hey, because he said two are better than one and they have a better reward for their labor. But then he says somebody asked that, ah, does it mean all that? Two are better than one, does it mean all that? Then he said it means more than that, sir. It means more than that. It means more. That's why somebody can read a scripture and it's explaining. Then you say, wow, I've never seen it like that before. Like the other day, one, one brother told me, he said, I have never seen in the... I, I, it has never occurred to me that the Lord's Prayer is a formula or a kind of um, a pattern that Jesus showed us to use for prayer. He's never seen it before. That's revelation. That's revelation. That's revelation. That's why you don't find the Lord's Prayer. Every Jesus Himself prayed John 17 different places. He never said the Lord's Prayer again. <laughs> when he was in Gethsemane praying about the will of God, which is inside, like I told you, is, is part of the things that he had outlined in that Lord's Prayer. He didn't say he didn't pray that prayer again because that's the prayer that everybody must pray that's not what he was trying to say and the brother said i've never seen it like that as you are saying i can see what it is it means revelation has come pray for revelation because when they are preaching we will be looking Hey, Bishop is very funny. <laughs> oh, wow. But you see, when revelation comes, that's why you see some people stand. Because like, wow, I didn't know that this is how it is. Your eyes are opened. May your eyes be open. You have to pray for it. It's something you pray about. The next one, he says, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. So now, when the spirit of revelation is at work, something now takes place. Your eyes, the eyes of your understanding becomes enlightened. Have you ever made the statement before? Like maybe somebody is speaking, then he gets up and says, Ah, I see. I, I, have you said something like that before? When the experience says, Oh, I see. Wow, I see. Wow, I see. I see. It's not that I can see with my physical eyes. So it means my under, the eyes of my understanding are now seeing clearly what you are trying to say. Pray for it. It's something you pray about. In the knowledge of God, these things are important. Manager, at that point, you can remove your glasses because. Preaching. <laughs> I hope you understand that in the knowledge of God the spirit of revelation is important to help your eye the eyes of your understanding being enlightened God is saying so many things you need revelation to see them to catch them so you can walk on them you have to walk in them preaching is not just to fill the time it's like you don't have anything to do at home so you just come and somebody will talk for one hour then you go home it's not like that it's supposed to shape your life it's supposed to affect your relationship it's supposed to affect your way of working at your office it's supposed to affect the way you marry it's supposed to change something about how you are if after 20 years, after 10 years, after 5 years of hearing the word, you are still the same, there is something wrong. Pray that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. 
To know three things he says to know. One is the hope of your calling. What is in the calling? Like if God calls us and God welcomes us or is, is, is bringing you up, call to be a saint, call to be a Christian. What is in that calling? What's the hope? What is the end result of it? Why is he calling me? You have to know it. Paul said that I will apprehend that for which he has apprehended me. I will apprehend, I will catch what he has caught me for because he has been arrested by Jesus. What is the reason for his arrest? That's the hope of the calling. When you don't know the hope of your calling, you don't even pursue the calling. Most people don't think they are called. Most people just think that they are just Christians. But what does Christian mean? Pray that God will open your eyes to see why you are a Christian or what it involves being a Christian or how he has called you to be a Christian and what he expects of you as a Christian and what is the the aim and the result and the end of it. Where does it lead to? How does it end? What is it? Pray about it. Those who have seen the hope of their calling, they are very passionate about God. They are wild. Those who have not seen, you have to use forms, threats, all kinds of curses. <laughs> there is a curse on he that doeth the work of God with slackness. They say, hey, what curse is that? What is this curse? I'm afraid of the curse. Why are you cursing me? One brother said, what is all these curses that we people are speaking every day? Curse, curse, something curse, something curse. There are curses in this world. So pray that God will open your eyes to see the hope of your calling and what is the riches of the glory of the inheritance in the saints his glory the the riches what the riches of the glory of his inheritance there is an inheritance god has in the saints there is something the, the fact that you don't even understand the whole sentence is something that you must pray about that mm, what bishop is saying me i don't understand it that's why you must pray about it. Yes. What is the inheritance God has in the saints? What is it? That when my eyes open and I see it, what will it mean? For there is some kind of value or riches or some, some value, some, some quality about this whole thing that God has in Christians. He has God brought his son. His son came to die for us. Then he has redeemed some people. He called them his children. I mean that whole arrangement. No, There's some something valuable about it which it seems like God is so concerned about. There must be some value in it. I don't know it and I don't understand it. That's why he says I'm praying for you so that you come your eyes to open to this thing. When you see it you change you change and then the, the, the exceeding greatness of his power there is a power there is power in God there is power in God and he says according to the working of his power this type of power is what he demonstrated when he raised Christ from the dead that power is at work in you hey <laughs> Do you believe that that power is at work in you? Do you know it is at work in you? The power that raised Christ from the dead is at work in you. Do you know it? You don't know it. Pray about it. For Bible says in Romans 8:11 that if uh, he says um, if the spirit the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you 
eh, that same spirit will quicken your mortal body by his spirit that dwells in you if the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you do you know it? do you know it? there is resurrection power at work there is resurrection power at work there is a power it can raise the dead it was demonstrated at the resurrection of Jesus that same power is in you that's why your kidney cannot fail that's why your heart can beat normally that's why your blood pressure can be normal that power if it is true you see but when you don't know it it's not revealed to you you can't even believe start to believe it that's why he's saying that you will know the power of the resurrection that power that raised Christ from the dead is dwelling in me hey then he that raised Christ from the dead shall quicken your mortal body by his spirit that dwells in you by his spirit that dwells in you hey when you sing, Oh, when to me, no, where your summer so in Kunim Dihene on the Rade. Oh, when to me, no, where your son that song you are singing is also saying that there's the same power that raised Christ from the dead is at work in you. You see, you'll be looking and say, Hey, is it possible? Are you really sure? Uh-huh. That's why we need. To our eyes to be open to know it because when you know it it makes a difference I heard a man of God he said sickness is fake it's not real <laughs> he says I, I will never lie in a hospital bed till I, I, I meet Jesus <laughs> I will never be admitted you know, that, till I meet Jesus and you'll be wondering, ah, is he sure what he's saying? How can it be possible a human being? You never go to hospital, you never be admitted. He says, But I've been here, I've been walking here. I've never have you seen me in hospital before. <laughs> you see, because a person with that kind of revelation believes it and knows that if the same spirit, even Owokra and Tumeno, even death could not defeat him, even death he overcame him. And if that same power is at work in you, then it's not only death that cannot overcome you. But no sickness can overcome you. No disease can overcome you. No coronavirus can afflict you. No, oh my God. I wish somebody could believe something like this. But you see, that's why we pray. We pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the eyes of understanding to be enlightened so that you know the hope of your calling, the riches that we have in God. And then he says, uh, the, the power that raised Christ from the dead, that resurrection power. You don't know what it is that he described that the same one that he used when he raised Christ from the dead. It's working in you. It's working in me. It's working in me. It's working in me. Therefore, sicknesses, therefore, diseases, they cannot afflict my body. Therefore, your kidney cannot fail. Your liver cannot fail. Your heart cannot fail. Your lungs cannot fail. Therefore, from your brain, there cannot be a, a, a tumor in the brain. There cannot be a, a vessel burst in your brain. There cannot be, I mean, there cannot be abnormalities in your system from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Trust in God. 
have faith in God, believe in Him because it is true. The same power that raised Christ from the dead is at work in us. That same power that quickened Christ, that same power that raised Him from the dead, that same power is at work in you. Therefore, it shall be well with you. It shall be well with Look, when he says in Ephesians that be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, be strong in the Lord. That's what it means. Be strong in the Lord, it means to be strong in the knowledge. Do you see that there is resurrection power in you? That's why he says, for they know not, Psalm 82 verse 5, for they know not, neither do they understand. So they walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. They know not, neither do they understand. That's why he's praying that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. But they know not, neither do they understand. So they walk on in darkness and all the foundations of the earth are out of course. But I have said that ye are gods. I have said that ye are gods. And all of you are the children of the Most High. But what will happen? Verse 7 says, But ye shall die men and shall fall like one of the princes. Like mere men. You will die like men. When you are supposed to be like a god. When you are just a traditional believer... You can't see all these things like you are God. How can you say human beings are God? But I'm not the one who wrote the Bible. But does he mean what he's saying? Pray for revelation. So you will know what he's trying to say. There is something he's saying to us. You can die like a mere man. But you are not supposed to die like a mere man. You are not supposed to perish or fall like one of the princes. But when you don't know and you don't understand, you walk on in darkness. But today is the last day of the darkness you are walking in. I said today is the last day of the darkness you are walking in. Pray for revelation. Pray that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. Lord, I want to know your power. Is that not that I need to know your power? Is that a song like that? Eh? I need to know your presence. I need to know your power. Psalm 62. Give me Psalm 62 verse 1. Psalm 62 verse 1. Where's the guy? Psalm 62 verse 1. Truly my God, my soul waiteth upon God. From him cometh my salvation. Verse 2. He only is my rock and my salvation. And I don't think I want Psalm 62. I think this one is what I'm looking for. Ah, Psalm 63. 63 verse 1. This one is also good, but verse 63 it says, Oh God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsted for thee, my flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. Verse 2 says, To see thy power and thy glory, so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. One translation says, as I have beheld you in your sanctuary, I have seen your power in the sanctuary. I have seen your glory in the church. When I walked in your sanctuary, I experienced that. But now I want to experience it in my life, in my home, in my car, in my taxi, in my trotro. The brother experienced the power in the, on the roadside. As he witnessed to three people, he says, something told me, you see, but you see, the Lord is telling you, open your eyes. 
because I'm going to show you something. Well, if the snake had gone and he would not have known whether it was a lizard or whether it was just some rope that was or some thread that came off his trousers, but he's opening eyes and he saw the tail of a snake. The snake was inside the trousers. You see, when he was saying it, I could feel some crawling on my thighs. <laughs> yeah. Because I've seen I've, lizards, uh, this type of soft, soft animals. What Jekyll have gone inside my trousers that I've had to shake it off. Or sometimes cockroach. <laughs> Go and live in a house where there are cockroaches. Oh, fat trousers, so shall about it. Crew, crew, crew. Hey, what is that? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> The other day I was somewhere, I was playing golf. I, I stood somewhere before, and I, I, when I finished, I was moving. When I, I, I felt a sharp prick here. And I said, hey, sure, I slapped my thigh. And then I squeezed, and I saw that, oh, some black ants had crawled down up this way and had bitten me on the thigh. And I was in public, so I couldn't remove my trousers. So I had to slap now. I slap everywhere. If there are any of them somewhere, I kill all of them. I have to kill all of them. And can you imagine them? This one is not an ant. It's not a war jekyll. It's not a, a kind of lizard. But it's a snake. And that snake is not a small snake. Hey. A black. I don't know whether, what type of black, whether it's a... A mamba eh, is very wild. This is a very wild thing. I mean, if it was some of you, I'm sure you'd be, hey, hey, they're witnessing the outreach, the prayer, everything will stop, and you will not be able to do anything again. Very long, and you could see only the tail. It means the head had gone all the way up. And any slight movement and discomfort, it means he's biting you. But who can bite you when the Holy Ghost has filled your life? When resurrection power is in you, no snake shall crawl up your trousers and bite you inside there. Pray that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened to know the kind of power that is at work in you. Unko hometown. You are afraid to go to your hometown because you don't know the power that is at work in you. You are afraid when an away man says that, hey, you see something. Say, yeah, the man is an away. He says, I will see something. <laughs> Bishop, pray for me. I prayed, but I need you to pray for me. I'm afraid. But if you knew the kind of power that is at work in you, death cannot control him. Death could not hold him. The grave could not keep him. Even in the grave, he is still Lord. That same power is at work in the believer and that same power is at work in you. Therefore, you shall succeed. Therefore, you shall make it. Therefore, you shall walk in health. Therefore, you shall be strong. Therefore, you will live long and prosper and do the work of your God until it is your time to go home. Clap your hands if you believe in it and shout unto the Lord. Let me list the rest for you. The second Ephesians prayer is the the fourth prayer topic. Okay? Hmm. So so the, the third one had about seven components. Then this one has just 
maybe one or two. So second Ephesians prayer. If you open Ephesians chapter 3 verse 14, he says, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might in the inner man. Strengthen with might in the inner man. 17. That Christ will dwell in your hearts by faith. That you'll be a man of faith. Yes. Pray that your heart will be strengthened so you are full of faith. Many Christians are doubters. Many Christians don't believe. We are unbelieving believers. And you need to pray. Holy Ghost to strengthen you in your inner man. Strength to be full of faith. Christ will dwell in your heart by faith. And then, number two, you'll be grounded and rooted in love. Yeah. Small no, you are quarreling. Small no, you don't want to talk to this person or to that person. There's something wrong with that. Have you not read, blessed are those the peacemakers? What will happen to them? They shall be called the sons of God. Jesus said it. Blessed are the peacemakers. Those who make peace. Is that not so? Yes. They shall be called the sons of God. That you are so quarrelsome it's a sign that you are not one of the children of God. Hey. It's hard in 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 it. In it. It's hard in it. <laughs> Pray that you be grounded in love because Love is powerful. Love is the greatest. Marriages last when there is love. Somebody is working in love. If somebody is working in love, that marriage can work. That you are not happy with your roommate. You are quarreling with your roommate. Can't flow. My food is different from your food. Don't touch my food. I put my comb here. Where is it? I've told you not to touch my comb again for the rest of your life. Small girls who are bonded together that we want to stay in this room. Only comb because of that. You can, then do you think you can marry so successfully? Because as for him, he will take your comb, he will take it to work, he won't bring it back. He will put it in his car, it will get missing. I mean, you, your charger. Hey, where's my charger? But you have chargers, you have, have you bought you an extra one, and then I put you have, so where's your charger? I can't find you. Where's my charger? I can't find you. <laughs> so where are all the chargers in the house? They have all disappeared. <laughs> The other day I was going to charge my phone. I saw that my wife has put an iPad on it. I said, oh God, I bought you a charger. I bought another one. Now you are using my own. No problem. I just moved away coolly. 
By all means, it will finish charging. I will have my charger. Hey, but my phone is dying. I need to charge my phone. Oh dear. Grounded in love, all these things, they, they are not even problems to start with. They will not even be problems. Always, I don't know why. Pray for yourself to be grounded in love. God demonstrated his love to us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While, I like that verse, Romans 5 8. Because he says that while we were yet, that's when Christ, that's why God demonstrated his love. While we were yet sinners, that's when Christ died. Not when we repented. Not when we came that we save us, save us, save us. No, while, while you are still rebellious, that's when he came to save you. So when real love hmm, reaches out while the person is still unreachable and is still some way and is still beastly, that's when real love is demonstrated. Living for Jesus isn't easy, but that's why we have to pray. That's why you don't pray. How you are is how you will ever be. Grounded in love, that you will comprehend with all the saints what is the length, the breadth, the height, the depth. And, and he didn't say anything after that. To know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. And to know the love. So he will learn the breadth, the length, the height. Verse 18, please. Verse 18. Hey! Hey! <laughs> what is the breadth and length and depth and height? That's all. What is the length of what? Of anything. Anything you love, you find yourself knowing the depth of it, the breadth of it, the length of it, the height of it. Those who like politics, they know who is going to come, who is going, who has gone, who came, who will be going, who will be coming the next. They, 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 they know the depth, the breadth, the length, the height of, 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 of the politics that they are talking about. Because of the love that they have for it. Those who love soccer, they know the breadth, the length, the depth, the height. They know the players who are moving, those who have moved, those who are coming to this team, those who are going to that team. They, they, they know the in totals of the depth and the, of, the, of the thing, of anything. So if you love, eh? You will know the length and the height and breadth of how church works, what is in church, what we must do, all the complexities of church. When you don't love it, you will see that you are not grounded in love for the church and for God. You see that you don't know the breadth, the length, the depth, the height. I didn't know that you were into all these things. I didn't know that because you are, your, your, your love has not been grounded in that area. Those who love marriage, hey, Go and see their houses full of marriage books. <laughs> Somebody's blessed. Somebody's prayer life is becoming nicer. And then the next prayer topic, that is prayer topic number five, deals with um, governmental bodies and people in high places. Number five is the Timothy prayer topics. First Timothy 2 
verses 1 to 3 I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior so we pray for all men, for kings and for those that are in authority so there must be times in your prayer life where you are praying for those that are your bosses don't just criticize your bosses or you can't create a company you can't form an organization that can employ even you yourself only you as the employee you can't form it somebody has formed an organization every day he's like this he's not like this the monkey they work baboon they chop all they do is just collect the money and then they go to dubai today here they are in france the next day here they are in this you too you you hear that you are at nima and you are in uh, you are in atrencia and you are also in uh Bombay. yes If that job leaves you right now, say, go home. You don't have anywhere to go. If they take their bungalow from you, you are finished. Don't pray for them. Have you prayed for your company, the bosses, the CEO, and whoever employed you, and your boss you work under? And Have you prayed for them that, it, the Bible says that, that we may lead, the prayer topic is that we may lead a quiet and a peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. You have become a thief because you are not praying for your bosses. Now you are doing under invoicing in the office. You are richer than the company. You are building based on the building materials that your company is using to build. You have stolen, you have diverted sand and stone to your, your, your land. So you have reached foundation. No, it's not your foundation. Your boss's foundation. You are sitting on that foundation. It's your boss's foundation. Materials need not your boss materials. Air condition that is in your boss's house. He said, You think he doesn't need it? He's, he's packed about seven there. You have taken two to your house and fixed them. Now, the air condition said, God has blessed you. God has not blessed you. You are a thief. You have stolen your boss's air condition. Next time you turn it on, tell, Bishop says, I'm a thief. Bishop says, I'm a thief. I'm not saying you are, you are a thief. You are a thief. I'm not the one saying it. You know it already. The air condition, the inframa that is blown on. This is your inframa. Some of us, things that, I mean, the company storehouse, the things have been there two years, three years, nobody has asked for them. So they don't need it. <laughs> they don't need it. Have you asked before you are taking? When they need it, I'll bring it back. Spare parts, starter. They bought four, intending to use it for their cars. But it doesn't yet got in spot. So when your starter got spot, you collected one from the store and you are using it. Pray for those that are in authority over you. Pray for kings. Pray for the government. We all criticize the government. But we should be doing more praying for the government. Because it's not easy to lead anybody. Even you yourself, it's not easy to lead. Only you. If you are the only person in Ghana here, it will not be easy to lead you. Even do look at the church, beautiful church. You come, you leave your water bottle with your sachet water. The other day, they pulled a, a chair. Somebody has drunk the sachet water and, and t- 
attacked it under the cherubim, some corner that I said, ah, but why? We have dustbins scattered all over here. Such a person, when you see him, wouldn't you like to give him some something? <laughs> I'm preaching, I cannot say it in the microphone. Hmm? I see my nice chest, plain colored ones. Somebody actually sat and drew something on the chair, on the seat. Don't bring food. In the house, you see somebody. Don't, don't eat in the hall. You put the food under the address and cover it and come and sit in the hall. And then they'll put it by them so that the oil, everything will go on the seat. And then they'll be eating a small small. When they finish, then they get up and go. This is even you. How much more? The whole country. You cry, you're educated. Look at your face. You have been to a GSS. You have been to a You have done pre-book. No, which was the one that the, the, the hygiene and things. What do they teach it? Life skills. They've taught you hygiene. How to wash your hands. How to keep your environment clean. Is that high? Is that? We used to do it under civic education when I was in Saito. Civic education. What is it? What topic did they is in what subject? Eh? Eh? Life skills. Uh, what subject is that? It's a subject. I've never heard of. I've, never, I've heard of um, religious and moral and thing, but life skills is a subject. It's called life skills. Ah, they do it at JHS. I don't think it's a topic. It's a topic. It's not a subject. It's a subject. It's a topic and a which subject? Those of you who went to school, tell us. It's what? Huh? A subject where? It's a whole subject. Life skills. And they do it at, they do exams on it. So people can get one or something in it. But I've never heard of life skills before. Is it in home science? Home science is different. Anyway, by the way, this one, I'm talking about you yourself being led. It's not easy. So when you see somebody, minister of this, minister of that, it's easy to say, there should be roads, there should be this. But in your own room, are there roads in your room? Look at your bed. Can we find a clear path on your bed? (laughs) What is the difference between what you have washed and what you are going to wear? We don't want to go there. Do you understand? You have not washed your bed sheet for more than three months. As for your bathroom, the last time you scrapped was when you moved to the house. You say it's easy to lead you yourself in your own one room with hall and chamber. It's not easy to lead you. How much more the whole country? It's not easy. Pray for them. Instead of just, me, I'm not MBs, NDC, I cannot pray for them like that. You can pray because you don't have to be in opposition. You are a Christian. Then the last but one, pray for unity in the church among God's people. Jesus prayed in John 17. He said that they all may be one even as you and I are one. Yes. From John 17 from 11. And then the last one, prayer for laborers for God's work. Matthew 9 35, Jesus went about all the villages and cities teaching in their synagogues 
preaching the gospel of the kingdom healing every sickness and every disease among the people but when he saw the multitudes he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd verse 37 then saith he unto the disciples the harvest truly is plenteous but the laborers are few verse 38 pray pray ye therefore the lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest pray for laborers into the harvest pray for laborers laborers prayer for laborers for god's work and when you keep praying lord send laborers lord send laborers people in the choir send choristers send prayer warriors send ashes send this and you yourself you get your turn and say lord and also use me in one of these lines something so that i can also be one of them i'm praying for the laborers that lord if there's something if you can use anything lord you can use me stand to your feet let's go home so prayer topic number one prayer to love god prayer topic number two prayer the lord's prayer outline or the lord's prayer formula and then number three is what the first efficient prayer in Ephesians one is that also and the second efficient prayer is what that's number four number four is Ephesians chapter three and number five is what first timothy prayer for kings for men for governmental and authorities people that are in authority and then number six is prayer for unity in the body of christ prayer unity in the church unity in the choir unity in the body of christ unity in the church general jesus prayed that prayer the whole of john 17 is on that emphasis he prayed for a long time praying for for us and then finally prayer for laborers for the work of god may god help us to be pray- how many are going to pray seriously from today how many are going to learn to pray this week you are going to pray seriously. we are ending our not ending but on friday we have an all night the fast continues tomorrow tomorrow we are continuing the fast anytime you want to break feel free to break but pray at least three hours as a fasting prayer how many want to do that and then um this week okay let's pray let's lift your hand and just pray father we thank you lift your voice and pray pray right now pray for yourself that you'll be a serious prayerful person Marco blessed be God blessed be God 
Niswali maharande kasuli midarada haya. Blessed be God. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We honor you. Haloria mahanda. Ile karadose fremidale. Rima kosandele me karada simiabalaha. Blessed be God. We give you thanks, Lord. We give you thanks, Lord. Moshadalama. Rama katayagada. Limurada saha. Rema kataya. Pray that your prayer life will, will continue on an upward trend. Pray that God will help you. Rundi basakatayagada. Rema kosande manuria makada. Etasoria makanda limarade. Nimanduria mashada labagada. Rekatua dele masibedelebede. Riaka sandele mukaradisia. Rama kanda labatoria bada. Blessed be God. Blessed be God. Father, we give you thanks and blessing for your guidance. You teach us. You guide us by your spirit. And we pray that we will be able to we will be doers of your word and not hearers only. Deceiving ourselves. But we shall never be deceived. Thank you. May we become prayerful. May we engage God. May we stay long in your presence. May you help us in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said amen. amen. Hallelujah. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, if you are here today, you are not a born again Christian, somebody invited you, but you don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. Wherever you are standing, I need you to please lift up your right hand so I can pray with you. Lift up your right hand. God bless you. Anybody here like that? Lift up your right hand. God bless you. I see your hand. Anybody else? Lift your hand. Lift your hand. God bless you. I see your hand. I see your hand. Somebody invited you here. God bless you. I see your hand. Lift your hand up. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be a serious Christian. I want to be born again. Wonderful. If you have lifted your hand, do one more thing. Come to me right in front here so I can pray with you. Come to me. Clap your hands for them as they come. Clap your hands for them as they come. hands and pray this prayer with me say after me heavenly father i thank you for today oh say it loud i thank you for today i come to you just as i am please forgive me for all my sins and make me a new person from today i belong to jesus i will follow jesus for the rest of my days Please write my name. Please write my name in the book of life. I am yours forever. In Jesus' name. Amen. Take it. This is my body. Which
you have received a blessing from the word of God preached by Bishop Eddie Addy. Do join either of our Victory Secret Services from the Macarius Church Headquarters, East Egon Hills, Accra, this and every Sunday at 7.30am and 10.30am. Connect with Bishop Eddie Addy on Facebook Live, YouTube, Instagram and Twitter. God bless you and lead you in a series of victories.